book of Psalms, the 30th Psalm. We're so grateful to have with us uh, all the way back, amen, from Paris, France, Paris, France. We're delighted to have Brother and Sister Dixon and Gavin and uh, Gentry and Giselle, and we love them so much. Let's give them a great big hand. Amen. We're so thankful that they are back with us uh, in, in Cincinnati. And we are going to be hearing a week from tonight, we're going to be hearing from them regarding uh, their time in Paris and uh, the mission that the Lord sent them to do. And we're excited about that. Amen. And so we look forward to that a week from this evening. And we give God praise. From the book of Psalms, the 30th Psalm, beginning with the second verse. It simply says this, O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord, O you saints of his. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. I want to, I want to point out this statement. In his favor is life. And I want to speak to you for a, a few moments on the favor of God. The favor of God. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer? Heavenly Father, we submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to your holy word. We ask, Lord, that your word would reach inside of us. Rearrange us according to your good pleasure. I pray, Lord, that we would have humble hearts. Hallelujah. Humble hearts, O oh God. As we hear your word, let it do something in us that only your word can do. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we honor you, and we give you supreme reign in our thoughts and in our motives and in the direction of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The favor of God. I love the way Psalm 30 describes it. In his favor is life. In his favor is life. It makes you to realize that outside of his favor, there's really nothing that even resembles life. If you are living outside the favor of God, you're really taking a gamble. And more, more directly than that, you really are on a path that leads to destruction. But living inside the favor of the Lord is life. Hallelujah. That's where life is, inside the favor of God. This favor that comes from God is a, it's a mysterious thing. It's a, it's a magnificent thing. And, uh, and the Bible really is, is replete with descriptions of how the favor of God can move upon an individual's life. One of my favorite passages of Scripture 
comes from the 91st Psalm. And you see the favor of God at work in this particular Psalm. Psalm 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. He's just described every form of aggression that can present itself against you. And he's saying if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you'll be able to say that the Lord is your refuge and the Lord is your fortress, that he's your God and in him can you trust and you won't need to be afraid of anything that can come against you. Whether it's terror that comes by night, whether it's an arrow that flies blatantly by day, whether it's pestilence that walketh in darkness, that's speaking, of, that's speaking of all manner of invisible things that are not even apparent to the naked eye, but they walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, hallelujah, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, hallelujah. Don't you know that when you're living for God, all things work together for the good to them that love God and that are the called according to his purpose. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion. Thou shalt tread upon the adder. Thou shalt tread upon the young lion. And the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Hear that. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. In his favor is life. Glory to God. That's where there is abundant life. That's where there's life worth living inside the favor of the Lord. We can take confidence standing in the favor of God. And so the Bible teaches us about the favor of God. And, and so throughout the scriptures there are references to the fact that various people of God 
would do a work for God and God would anoint them for a specific task, for a specific purpose. Notice that the work God calls people to do never has really to do with themselves. But it always has to do with the people of God somehow being blessed, somehow being edified. It, it, it's, it's not the thing that God will call you to do and the thing that God will anoint you to do. It's not about building up yourself and it's not about making room for yourself and and causing yourself to be on some sort of a pedestal but it's about letting God work through you and anoint you to bless his people he tried to relay how important his people are to his disciples and Peter of course was this brash disciple who claimed to love Jesus so much And so Jesus really wanted Peter to understand what it was he was saying. And he said, do you really love me? And Peter said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, no, I mean, do you really love me? He said, Lord, you you know that I love you. He said, now, Peter, I'm trying to ask you, do you really, really love me? And Peter said, well, Lord, I think I love you, but, but you tell me, do I love you? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Feed my people, look after my people, bless my people, heal my people, preach to my people, love my people, have compassion upon my people. And this is the way that God anoints vessels to do a work in his kingdom. His kingdom is always about people. Amen. About truly and genuinely blessing people for the better, for the eternal good of their soul. I want to point out three particular individuals in the word of God. One is a governor, the governor of Egypt. One is a king, the king of Israel. And one is a queen, the queen of Persia. All three are of Abraham's lineage. They're all three Jewish people. But one is the governor of Egypt, one is the king of Israel, and one is the queen of Persia. These are people who had the favor of God upon their life one man of course the governor of Egypt it didn't start out that way it started out with him as a as a young man who had dreams his dreams all involved him being raised superior to those around him and he didn't know exactly what that meant but but you know what you're not you can't really help what you dream when God gives you a dream that's on God And so Joseph had a dream that the Lord gave to him. And he began to share this dream with his brethren. And he said, in this dream, I was raised high and and you were made lower than me. Well, you know how that sat. It didn't sit well at all. And, uh, And he, I don't know what kind of attitude he had about it. Jacob at one point had to rebuke him. And tell him, listen, you got to be careful how you talk and how you share things. And uh, you need to get your act together. But, but as Jacob even said that, the Bible says that he walked away and he kept it in his heart. He remembered what Joseph was saying. Joseph had dreams that all involved him being elevated. And he talked about them in his youthfulness and in his immaturity. He would share them, not considering the effect that these dreams would have upon those that he was sharing them with. And so as life would, would be lived and as, as, as time would unfold, it did, it did stoke an envy inside of his brethren that, 
that was uh, turned into a raging envy, something they no longer could contain, and they turned on Joseph. And if you're familiar with the account, we'll make it quick. He was sold into slavery. He was cast into Potiphar's house, and, and there he was given such high regard by Potiphar. He was eventually falsely accused. He was cast into prison. He was visited in prison by the butler and the baker who also were cast into prison. He interpreted their dreams. The interpretation came to pass just as he said it would and within three days. And, and, uh, and, and everything just happened in such a unique way. And eventually Joseph's dreams would all come to pass. He would be elevated above his brethren. They would be made inferior and he was made superior. But it wasn't quite the way it appeared at the beginning. It was all about blessing the people around him. That's what you have to understand about the dreams of God. It's not about you being elevated, but it's about God elevating you so that you'll be in a position to bless the people of God. Hallelujah. That's why you don't have to seek for elevation. Let God do the elevating. You don't, have to, you don't have to push people out of your way. God will make a way. You don't have to step on folks as you're climbing up the ladder. And you certainly don't have to be envious of folks or jealous of people. Don't let that ungodly spirit get into your system. You just submit yourself to God and let the Lord have your life. And the Lord will do the promoting. And the Lord will do the abasing. And the Lord will do the elevating. And the Lord will make a way. And, and, and the gift that he put inside of you will actually begin to make room for itself. And it's a beautiful thing how that happens. And so it's very important that you don't envy people that God is favoring. And don't envy the wicked. There's, no, there's, there's literally no good environment for envy to, to, to be in your life. Don't envy the wicked and don't envy the people that God, are fa God is favoring. Why? Well, if you envy the wicked, you are very short-sighted. You're very narrow in your thinking. The wicked have a reward coming to them you want no part of, my friend. And so don't envy the wicked. You pray for the wicked. You pray that God have mercy on them. And, and though their riches are a snare unto them. And the scriptures describe how that it's easier for a, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the very thing that you are envious of are a snare to their soul. And so you need to pray for them and not be envious of them. If you are envious of those whom God favors, then you're fighting a fight you will never win. Because God favors whom he favors. And he'll have mercy upon whom he'll have mercy. And he'll have compassion upon whom he'll have compassion. And you have to understand that God is no respecter of persons. God does not play favorites. He doesn't just favor this person over that person. You can have all the talent. You can have everybody else's applause. You can have all the privilege and all, the, all of the things handed to you that have been handed to you. But that does not determine the favor of God in your life. It doesn't matter what your last name is. It doesn't matter what your first name is. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished, what you haven't accomplished. What brings the favor of God are those things that are important to God. God doesn't respect persons, but he does respect principles. 
And if you're practicing the principles of the scriptures, then the favor of God will come upon you. Hallelujah. The favor of God will come upon you. Joseph had the favor of God upon him. There was nothing that could be brought against him that could overtake him if he continued to live in the favor of God. The betrayal of his brothers against him, if he continues in the favor of God, that betrayal has no power over him. If he chooses to dwell on it and get bitter about it, that bitterness will lead him away from the favor of God. But if he continues to keep his heart right before the Lord and prays to the Lord and said, God, help me to keep my mind right, to keep my attitude pure, then, ladies and gentlemen, the favor of God is with him. And it followed him all the way through Potiphar's house. He went into Potiphar's house, and the reason Potiphar turned over the management of his whole household to Joseph was because the favor of God was upon Joseph. And Joseph has got this amazing opportunity, this, this remarkable privilege to be able to, to oversee Potiphar's house. And as, as the enemy would, the enemy attacks, false accusations fly. Potiphar believes the false allegation that has been leveled against Joseph. And Joseph now is faced with a new dilemma, betrayed again, lied on, deceived, and is being in a position of... Of perhaps walking away again from the favor of God. But he wouldn't walk away from the favor of God. He remained in a humble posture. He remained in a submitted posture. He ends up in prison. And his attitude stays right before God. He said, Lord, no matter what comes my way, my, my spirit's going to be right with you. It's very important that we understand the favor of God does not mean that life is going to go as you plan for it to go. So, so we thank God and we rejoice in the Lord. But, but the favor of God that's on our life, it protects us from things that aren't a part of God's will and aren't a part of God's plan. God leads us and navigates through the path of life, causes us to arrive at a place where he can bless us and where he can use us to bless others. But the favor of God that's upon our life Ladies and gentlemen, is no guarantee that life is going to end up the way or that life is going to take the path that you would plan to take. But life did end up exactly as Joseph saw it from the beginning. He saw himself elevated above his brothers, and at the end of his life, he was elevated above his brothers. He saw himself lifted up, and at the end of his life, he was lifted up. It didn't take the path that he thought it would take. But it arrived at the conclusion God told him it would arrive at. The favor of God was upon him through every challenge that he faced. As a matter of fact, when he was cast into prison, the scripture says that the Lord gave him favor with the keeper of the prison. He obtained favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. That means that the keeper of the prison was looking out for Joseph. I don't know what all strings he pulled for him. I don't know which ways that he made life a little more comfortable for Joseph in the prison. But I know that when the favor of God is upon your life, anything is possible. Doors will fly open that you never dreamed could come open when the favor of God is upon your life. When the favor of God is upon your life, you will 
be delivered from snares that other people are falling headlong into. But because you have trusted in the Lord and you've leaned upon his word and you've surrendered your life to him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Then you can know that, that God is going to work it out for the good. And by the time Joseph arrived at the place where he had under his command all the corn in Egypt that would literally feed the world. He did it with righteousness. He did it with equity. He did it with justice. He did it with fairness. And even in regard to his own brothers, he did it with forgiveness. That doesn't come from somebody who had everything handed to them on a silver platter. That comes from somebody who went through some junk in life. But the favor of God kept them and helped them. Hallelujah. The scripture describes a king of Israel. His name is Solomon. He was the son of David. As Solomon came into his kingship, the scripture says Solomon had a dream. In this dream, Solomon is standing before the Lord. And the Lord, he's asking the Lord. He's giving God a prayer request. And he says, Lord, I need you to help me because I'm a young man. He was 19 years old-ish when, when uh, David passed away and the kingdom was turned over to Solomon. And he said in the dream, Lord, I need you to help me. I'm a young man. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in before your people. I am nowhere near the man my dad was. His dad was a man after God's own heart. His dad had slain his ten thousands. His dad was a prophet of God. His dad was the great king of Israel. His dad was feared by the many nations of the earth. And Solomon said, I'm nothing even remotely close to him. And so he said, Lord, I want you to give me an understanding heart that I may know how to go out and how to come in before your people. And the Lord said to him, wow, wow. You've asked for the right thing. You've asked for an understanding heart. He said, because you've not asked for riches, hallelujah, I'm going to give you riches. He said, because you haven't asked for long life, I'm going to give you long life. Because you haven't asked for the things that everybody else would ask for, I'm going to give you the stuff that you didn't ask for, and I'm going to give you the understanding heart that you did ask for. Solomon woke up from the dream and the Bible says behold it was a dream it was all a dream and then he's awakened and told that there are these two ladies that are out in the in the in the chamber that are needing to speak to him because of one baby that had died and one baby that's living and they're having a dispute over whose baby is who and one is saying that this one overlaid her baby in the night and took my baby from my arms and there's this massive debacle and Solomon walks out there as a 19 year old young man and he's standing there perhaps shaking in his shoes he has to help sort all this out and he wants to make the right decision he wants to make the wise choice and so he begins to operate in a wisdom that he didn't even even know he had because while he was asleep in his dream his spirit was praying unto the Lord and the Lord was depositing wisdom into his heart and as Solomon is standing there before these two women he said bring me a sword we're going to cut this baby in half and one said now that sounds like a good idea and the other said no no what are you thinking she can have the baby I just want the baby to live Solomon said 
this one who would not sacrifice the life of the child she is the mother thereof the wisdom of God came upon him and God gave him favor among the nations of the earth do you know that in the days of Solomon there was no war that he had to be a part of he had no in enemies that were coming in upon him like they did his father God gave him peace round about God gave him peace God gave him wisdom and God gave him riches and God gave him long life the favor of the Lord was upon this man I don't know how to make sense of the favor of God the favor of God many times doesn't make any sense at all but I know when I see it when somebody walks in the favor of the Lord they don't even have to try God goes before them hallelujah he makes every crooked path straight hallelujah he shuts doors that need to be closed and he opens doors that need to be opened hallelujah and he gives them wisdom when they need it hallelujah even when they're not smart enough God just does something quickens their mind even when they don't have the words to speak God quickens their tongue even when they don't have the strength to give God gives them a, a level of strength they didn't know they had it's not their own ability it's not their own power it's not their own might it's the favor of almighty God it's the power of the living God hallelujah that's moving in them and through them Hallelujah. Let me just tell you something. If you want, if you want something tonight from God, you need to stop asking him for material stuff. You need to stop asking him for, for all of the things that would satisfy temporary needs and temporary pleasures and say, God, I just want to dwell in your favor. I just want to live under the hand of your favor. Hallelujah. I want to walk in your favor. Now again, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that everything's going to be peachy keen and that it's going to be just exactly the way you want it. I imagine when Mary first heard the words, blessed art thou among women and highly favored of the Lord. Well, well, well. Woo, you hear what he said? I'm going to tweet that. Jesus said, the Lord said, I'm blessed, highly favored of the Lord. She got a selfie with her and Gabriel. You hear what the Lord just, he said, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But little did she know that that favor from God meant that he was going to take her through some of the roughest roads anybody would ever have to travel. But not to fear, the favor of God was upon her life. And he would give her what she needed when she needed. Oh, hallelujah. You, hey, if you want to do something for God, you better be ready. You hear what I'm saying? You better be ready because he will equip you to do something for God. You know, I went, through, well, I went through some suffering, and I don't even know how I preached before I suffered. I don't even know how I, I don't know how I understood anything about the Bible before I suffered. I, I, I knew things that I didn't understand. But when God took me through some things, I began to understand the things that I knew. It's possible to have wisdom and knowledge and not understanding. That's why the Bible says get wisdom and get knowledge. And with all thy getting, get understanding. You don't have understanding until you go through an experience experience and the faith you know about hallelujah hear what I'm saying the faith you know about comes in handy 
and the peace you preached about comes up beside you. And the joy that somebody told you about, hallelujah, wells up in your soul like a well that springs up into everlasting life. Now I understand what it was that I knew. Hallelujah. And then that word's powerful, understand. That's what it does. It stands under what you know. The experience that you have stands under the things that you know. And it fortifies them. And so if you don't go through anything, then, then there's nothing really standing up under your knowledge. But when you go through things, you don't necessarily want to go through them. But if you go through them, you need to thank God. Because he's making you into somebody you couldn't be without that experience. You don't ever want to go through it again, but you wouldn't trade who you are for who you were. Can I get a witness? Is there somebody that knows what I'm talking about? You don't like the sleepless nights, but you wouldn't trade that sleepless night now that it's over. Because somewhere in the sleepless night, the angel of the Lord showed up. And reminded you, hey, I'm with you. You're blessed and you're highly favored. It's going to be all right. And God makes you anointed to help his people. Hallelujah. There's a queen, queen of Persia. Her name is Esther. Her name was Hadassah. But, but she was renamed Esther. And she was an amazing individual. She was brought in uh, to be the queen instead of Vashti. Vashti was... The queen. And the Bible says Vashti was fair to look upon. And, and of course, Ahasuerus had 127 provinces that he was king over. And, and in the third year of his reign, he threw this, this just unparalleled party. And it was a big feast. And, and while he was having a feast for the men, Vashti was having a feast for the women. And in the seventh day of the feast, Ahasuerus commanded that Vashti be brought down so that he could show forth her beauty to all of the princes of Persia and Media. And she refused and embarrassed him and embarrassed uh, the, the, the people that he was with. And, and he wouldn't have it. And in his wrath, he ordered that she no longer be queen. And then once his wrath appeased, he started to feel a little bit uh, badly about that and in his drunken rage she had done things and said things that now he regretted and his his chamberlain swept in and said no you you just keep going down the path you're going down they were afraid that if he didn't go through with what he said he was going to go through with that all the women in the kingdom would get some big bright idea to rebel against their husbands and so they said we can't be having that and they said, you need to do what you said you were going to do. And they talked him into it. And they brought in all the young, fair women of the land. And, 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 the, and they were all brought in into the kingdom. But the Bible says that here came a woman named Esther. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that she had favor among all the women. Above all the women, she had favor. Ahasuerus probably didn't even realize why he was drawn to her. I'll tell you why. It was the favor of the Lord that was upon her life. And the Bible said, you know, it was a long purification process. It was a year long. Six months of purification that these women would go through. And after, and then six more months of a 
different type of purification. And after 12 months, they were brought in before King Ahasuerus. And they had access to the most beautifying opportunities. Everything was at their disposal. They could have access to any form of beautification that was available in that day. And the Bible says that Esther required none of it. None of it. She didn't need anybody else's beautification of her. She just walked out into Ahasuerus' presence with what the Lord had blessed her with. And the Bible says that he was drawn to her above all the women in the land. Folks, that's the favor of God that was upon her life. He was drawn to the anointing that was in her. And let me tell you something, young ladies, let me tell you, that if you're looking for a young man, look for a young man that's drawn to the character of God in you. The grace of God in you, the favor of God in you, the anointing of the Lord in you. You don't want some young man that's looking for the wrong thing because he'll always have that in his spirit and that's what he'll always be looking for and he won't be faithful to you and he won't treat you right. You need a man of God. If he's not a man after God's own heart, he has no business chasing yours. Hallelujah. And young man, you need to look for a young lady whose heart is upon the Lord, whose meditation is upon the Lord, whose values are upon the Lord, whose integrity is intact, whose life is lived in the favor of God. Hallelujah. I don't know if I've ever said anything more important than what I just said. Hallelujah. Look for the people with the favor of God on their life be a person who has the favor of God on your life oh pastor I don't know if I can do that you don't know what family I came from I'm going to tell you it doesn't matter what family you came from you're in a new family now I said you're in a new family now you're in the family of the Lord Jesus Christ you got the blood of Jesus flowing through your veins tell you something. I'm going to tell you, the favor of God is upon my life. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not because my name is Urshan. It's because the name that I was baptized into is the name of Jesus. I thank God for every patriarch in my family. I thank God for every man and woman of God who, who secured the favor of God, who touched the hem of his garment, who called on his name, who lived for him, who did mighty works for him. I thank God for all of that. But if they taught me anything, they taught me. The most important name in my life isn't my last name. It's his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, anybody can have the favor of God in their life. Anybody can have the favor of God in their life. He is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's constantly looking. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. The Bible said that he looked for an intercessor. He's constantly looking for a man, for a woman of God. Somebody who will humble themselves. Somebody who will submit themselves. Don't you know Esther had a very enormous task to accomplish for the Lord. And not just anybody could do it. And not just anybody can do what God is calling you to do. Don't let the devil lie to you and make you think oh they've got that covered oh somebody else will do that no sir no ma'am God has chosen you I said God has chosen you and he wants to anoint you 
Hallelujah. He wants to, he wants to anoint you for his glory, for his purpose. There's no thing too small that you can do for the Lord. There's no, there's just no thing too small you can do for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me explain what I mean. God's blessed me to be able to preach in various venues. And there have, I, I just, I, I never cease to be amazed as to how many times the Lord will bring, I'll call it feedback, into my path to let me know, hey, Joel, you got a job to do. You got a message to preach. And some of the things that come back to me blow my mind. Stuff I didn't even know I was doing and God was using it to bless somebody. I've met preachers. I met preachers who told me they received their call of God to preach at a camp meeting or a convention that I was preaching. And, and I look at them and I'm thinking, man, I, they're doing such a great work for God. I had no clue. I had no idea. I go back to the time that I was preaching it and I know what I was wrestling with and what I was struggling with and what the enemy was trying to do against me. And now I, I look back and I realize, oh. That's what the devil was trying to do because he knew there were people in that audience who were going to rise up and be vessels of the Lord, favored of God. They were going to be Sunday school teachers and they were going to be preachers and they were going to be soul winners and they were going to be prayer warriors. Hallelujah. They were going to be servants of the Lord. And he didn't want that to happen. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to prevent you from doing what God has anointed you to do. Sometimes the greatest work you'll do, and I can testify to this, won't even happen. For me, some of the greatest things God has done through me have, have, have not even happened in the pulpit. But have happened in just one-on-one -on -one conversations. A word of encouragement here. A word of encouragement there. A prayer prayed here. And a prayer prayed there. Prayed there. And I, and I, I realize little is much. When God is in it, labor not for wealth or fame, for there's a crown and you can win it when you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let the favor of the Most High God settle on you. Hallelujah. Let the favor of the Most High God settle on you. And the favor of the Most High God will do things in your life you can't imagine could be done. But if you, can, if you can break out of yourself and open up your mouth and just declare what the Lord lays on your heart, be it in this pulpit or be it in a conversation, when the Spirit of the Lord moves upon you, just let it come out. I'm going to tell you what the favor of God will do. The favor of God will take that meager attempt you make and he'll put on it his favor and his flavor. Hallelujah. His favor and his flavor. And by the time it comes out of you, it may have come out of your mouth as some kind of a tired, wore out, Lord help me just to get through this day, effort at blessing somebody. But while it's flying through the air, the Holy Ghost gets on it. I said the Holy Ghost gets on it and starts putting like all kind of 
missiles and muscles. You see what I'm saying? It equips your words with power. Hallelujah. And by the time that word leaves your mouth and flies through the air and lands into their ear and gets down into their heart. Hallelujah. It's something you never dreamed it could be. It has power. Hallelujah. To strengthen the weak. It has power. Glory to God to heal the sick. It has power to mend a broken heart. What is that? That's the favor of God. That's the anointing of God. Hallelujah. And God will use you to feed his people. And God will use you to free his people. And God will use you to bless his people. And to expand his kingdom. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Vinny Azzalini, sectional youth director for the Ohio District, section 5. He preached Friday night before the main service. He preached, it was a She's for Christ emphasis uh, service. And he preached his mother, Sister Gail. She would have been so, so excited for him. I almost said proud. Y'all know I don't don't use the word proud. So forgive her because she would have been proud. Just forgive her. The Lord knows. She would have been so happy. To see her son declaring the word of the Lord. He blessed me with his message. It was so powerful. So when I told him, I'm going to use that, Brother Vinny. But I'll give you credit. Amen. So, so I'm going to give him credit. So Isaiah 57 and verse 15. For thus saith the high and the lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place. Ooh, glory. Folks, I'm going to tell you what right there. That's where I want to go. And listen, I I don't know altogether what I'm saying when I say that. But I do know enough to know that I don't know what I'm saying when I say that. Because to go to the high and the holy place, you better get ready. Hallelujah. If you get motion sickness, it's kind of like going out into outer space. And you get flung around and you better get ready for some topsy-turvy traveling. And you're going to go through some experiences and rude awakenings and paradigm shifts and they're going to be some uncomfortable moments and and it's going to change you like you never knew you needed to be changed but it's worth it hallelujah I said it's worth it to go into the high and the holy place he said the one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy I will dwell in the high and the holy place notice who he's dwelling with he said I'm going to dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. That's who's there in the high and the holy place. You know who's in the high and the holy place? His, he whose name is holy. The high and the lofty one. And then the contrite and humble in heart. Those are the only folks in the high and the holy place. He didn't say, I dwell in the high and the holy place. With him also that has a great personality. With him also that has a lot of money. With him also that is a great preacher. With him also that is so wise and all-knowing. With him also that has everything together. 
got his all his act together no 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 him that is of a contrite and humble spirit you want to know how to have the favor of God in your life I'll tell you right now have a contrite and humble spirit that's it that's it that's it that's how you have the favor of God in your life that's who dwells in the high and the holy place to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Urshan, how in the world do I get the favor of God on my life? You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the mess I've made of things. Contrite and humble. That's all you got to do. And God will take you directly into his favor. And I'm going to tell you, he'll fight the people fighting you. Hallelujah. Now, if you're going to do it on your own, you do it on your own. But you get ready because one of the people you'll be fighting is God. Listen, God resists the proud. You go ahead and be proud if you want to be proud. But God resists the proud. You want to know where that stiff resistance is coming from? It's not coming from the devil. It's coming from God. You want to know where that, that stiff that stiff challenge that you can't make any progress and you won't lay down your pride, it's coming from God. But he gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. He gives grace to the humble. The high and the holy place is filled with the contrite and the humble in spirit. What doth the Lord require of thee but to love mercy? Do justly and walk humbly with the Lord thy God. Let's talk really quick, and I'm coming to a, a quick close. But let's talk about humility. I heard Brother Tenney say one time that humility is that interesting virtue that the moment you know you've got it, it's gone. So beware of the person who says, I am so humble. The one thing I'm so proud of is how humble I am. Beware of the person who says, I, you know, I, one thing I'm thankful for is I never brag. I'm the best at never bragging. I don't know anybody who's better at me than not bragging. You see, we don't even know, we don't realize it when we're humble. It's not something that we can wrap our minds around. It's not something we can wrap our arms around. If we try to be humble, it, it becomes a false humility. It becomes a false modesty. We have to surrender ourselves. Here's what happens. We, we try to be humble, and then we start looking around at everybody else at how unhumble they are. And all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're so, far, it's so far from humility. Humility doesn't even know that it's, that it's in you. You don't even realize that it's in you. Humility is a God work. Humility is a God thing that he does inside of us. It's kind of like, it, it, it's, it's the opposite of pride. But pride is something you don't know you have until the Lord reveals to you that you have it. You can be living in pride, thinking in pride, acting in pride, acting out in pride, and not even realize it until the word of God pricks your heart and convicts you of the pride that exists in you. Humility is something that God will put inside of you so discreetly, so gently, so kindly, so, so graciously you won't even know he did it. It's just there and it'll bless everybody in your life. Hallelujah. And you'll walk in the favor of the Lord. 
You'll walk in the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's amazing because the more self-confidence I have, the less faith I have. And the less self-confidence I have, the more faith I have. It's amazing. Hey, I'll take faith over self-confidence any day of the week. Because I'll tell you what Jesus never said to anybody he healed. He never looked at them and said, be of good comfort. Your self-confidence has made you whole. But time after time, people with issues of blood, people with dead children, people with demoniacs living in their house, he would say to them, your faith did it. Your faith did it. Your faith did it. Hallelujah. This innate knowledge that I can't do anything, but God can do everything something that understanding will bring the favor of God upon your life and establish your goings can you lift your hands and praise the Lord tonight oh hallelujah oh hallelujah come on lift up your voice and praise his holy name praise his holy name praise his holy name hallelujah 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 Bless the name of the Lord. God is good. God is good. God is good. Let's stand to our feet right now in the presence of the Lord. Let's stand to our feet right now in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I wonder if we could just, I wonder if we could just gather up here around the front before we leave. Could we do that? Let's just go ahead and gather as the, as the musicians come. Let's just gather around the front. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just do that. In the name of the Lord, you just step out for a moment. Because you know what this world needs? This world needs people who live in the favor of God. This world doesn't need any more religious professionals. This world doesn't need any more, any more people who are self-confident with high self-esteem. They don't need that. They need people who understand that our only hope is the favor of Almighty God. And if you go to seek a job promotion and you don't get it, you can have confidence that it was the will of the Lord. He was keeping you away from something. And he was taking you to something more. Hallelujah. Don't get frustrated. You're living in the favor of God. You're walking in favor. You're living in favor. Hallelujah. You're trusting in the hand of the Lord in your life. If you need right now, if you need anything from God, I want you to lift up your hand to the Lord and say, God, what I really want from you is your divine favor upon my life. I want to be humble before you. I want to be humble before you. I don't know how to be humble. I don't know how to walk with a contrite heart. I don't know how to do it. I need you to teach me. I need you to show me. Hallelujah. I need you to take control of my life. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you the favor of God can settle upon your spirit right now. The favor of God can settle upon your spirit right now. The favor of God can settle upon your spirit right now. And do things in your life that you never dreamed God could do. Hallelujah. Come on, let some doors fly open right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let some doors fly open. Some doors that only God can open. You've been pushing against doors for a while now. I want you to lift up your hands and say, God, I've knocked. And if it's your will, the door shall be opened unto me. Is there anybody here that can do that right now? Lord, I've knocked and your word says that the door, it shall be opened unto me. 
I'm going to trust in your holy word. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, let's lift up our hearts right now and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Hold on just a second. We're getting ready to sing. While they sing, we're going to give praise unto the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. Hear what I'm telling you. Praise is the ultimate expression of faith. Praise and worship is the ultimate expression of faith. And here's why. Because when you've got all kind of stuff going on in your life, and you've got so many things you could be praying about, and so many things you could be worrying about, so many things that you could be looking at and and letting your mind dwell on that, when you choose to dwell on His goodness and His excellence and His almighty power, all hell could be raging against you all around you, but you're going to stand in the middle of Hallelujah. Hell and chaos and brokenness and confusion. And you're going to lift your hands and you're going to praise His name. That's faith. That's faith. I want you to do it right now. Whatever's going on in your life, I want you to stand firmly where you are. And I don't want you to worry about what's to the left and don't worry about what's to the right. And don't worry about what's coming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You just lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and praise the God of your salvation. Come on, Joseph. He's going to take you out of this prison soon enough. You just praise his name. Come on, Esther. He's going to use you in this kingdom soon enough but you go ahead and praise his name come on Solomon everything you need he's going to give it to you at the moment you need it you just praise ye the Lord come on that's it praise it praise it let everything that hath breath let everything that hath breath let everything that hath breath let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath, Woo, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, worship Him, give Him glory, give Him honor. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Touches earth and I'm caught in between. And I want to know what it know. feels like for the glory of the Lord to fall on me. me. Take me there. Take me there. Take me there. Take me there. Hallelujah. Thank you. 